Welcome to Kitsa Vekitsa, we're up to Simen Kuf Chavov, the halachos of making a zecher lechorban. Here the Kitsa tells us that after the Chorban Besam Mikdash, the Chachamamu Masaken, that at every simcha, at every celebration, there should be some zecher, some remembrance, a commemoration of the Chorban Besam Mikdash. The Pasuk says, Emeshkochech Yerushalayim, Yemlo'yalal, Yerushalayim, Valroi Simchasi, Make sure that we that we we're never gonna forget Yerushalayim, and they made a gazera that no Jew should build a house or any building that's uh, plastered and decorated in a way that, that kings build their their homes, their buildings. Although this only applies building a new building. If you buy an old one, an existing building, then you don't need to take off any plaster or paint from the walls. Uh, a shul is allowed to be built without any restrictions. That's a mikdash ma'at. Therefore, one is not allowed to plaster his entire home with, you know, spackle with the lime with the cement. Um, he should always leave over at least one ama by one ama, which is something between like uh, nineteen, uh, eighteen point nine, and twenty-two point seven inches, right opposite the entrance as soon as you walk in, and leave that unpainted. This this doesn't apply with actual cement. That's only if you're painting on top of the the wall. That should be left. And I'm a buy an album open. The Mishabur also says that if someone is uh, draping tapestries around his walls, he also has to leave that area uncovered. That area has to remain unfinished. You're not allowed to decorate it. Although there are some shitas that, that are against the minog of painting that area black. Rav Moshe does bring some backup, some uh, justification for that. If you plan on building a house just to sell it, even if you're going to sell it to a Jew, you don't have to leave that part unfinished. And the Jew who buys it doesn't need to take away that finishing. However, if a Jew lived in a house and he had a chiv to leave that space unfinished and he didn't, then when the next Jew buys that house, he's chayiv to remove that area because it was originally chayiv to have that ama of Zechel Chorban. If someone rents a house, he's not chayiv to, to uh, leave that space for Zeichel Chorban, even if the owner himself is chayev to do so. Next, the Kitsa tells us that the Chachamim also were mesakein, that when setting the table for uh, guests, even if it's a sudas mitzvah, don't bring out all of the food for the meal. The Mishnah says even one dish would be enough. Leave out something. Likewise, a woman who wears all sorts of jewelry should not Put on all of her jewelry at one shot. Leave something off. A chassan before the chuppah, before his chuppah, puts ashes. Well, they put, put ashes on his head where he wears his tefillin, as well as the veal that covers the kala's face, should not be made with silver or gold strands. There's also a minute that when they're writing the tanoim by the engagement, now we do that by our weddings. After reading it out loud, they break some sort of a earthenware kli, a pot. The minig nowadays is usually to use china or some other dish after reading the tanoim. And that's also zeichel lachorban. However, the kitzer says that you should take a cracked pot for this. I guess this is to avoid baltashchus. Now, under the chuppah itself, the chassan breaks a glass kli, and this is able to be done even with a full kli. It doesn't need to be a broken pot. The Mishnah writes that the meaning is to use a unbroken kli for the tanom as well. 
And he says it's not Baltashchis because there is a purpose. This is Zechol Chorban. That is the purpose. Next, I guess it tells us that the Chachamim were Mesakein, not to listen to music, even singing. It's also usher to sing at a Suda, unless it's the Zmiris that were Mesakein, like on Shabbos. But any other song or poems, that's uh, usher by Sudas. So the Rama says that this only applies when you're indulging in music regularly. If you wake up and go to sleep listening to music, or when the music is accompanying the Suda with wine. According to Moshe, this also includes playing music at a public gathering for entertainment, for you know, a concert. The sister also applies to singing uh, a cappella. But uh, when you're not having a, a suda with wine, uh, according to the Ma, it's much to listen even to musical instruments. There are others, however, that rule that listening to musical instruments is always usher, even when not having a suda with wine. Ramesha writes that it's better to follow this opinion, but he says that you should not make a macho for those who are more mako, like the Rama. Uh, but he says singing is mutter, according, even according to this opinion, unless you're drinking wine or waking up and going to sleep to music. Those times are usher, even according to the Mekel opinion. Music or singing that's played on the radio has the same halachic status as music that is live. The kids are over here is more machmer though. He says that you're not even allowed to sing or listen to music at any time. Moshe writes that it's, it's uh, proper for someone who is on that level to follow this opinion. However, even according to this opinion, it's mutter to sing songs of Shavach Vahidot Hashem at a feast, at a suda. For a mitzvah, like at a chasana, that you're allowed to bring out the Ramah says that you can even have music. Uh, a fundraising dinner, Ramesha says, if it's for tzedakah, that does not qualify for this heter. But you still shouldn't make a macha if people are being mekel. Um, but it's definitely preferable not to have music at such an event. Chazal also regards her. Mishiburu brings down that using psukim at a party is considered a bizoyan hatayra to be singing a song with the words of a pasuk. This includes Torah Shabbat and Brochus. Kitzer also says that we should stay away from hunting sessions that Goyim do, and as well as their dances or any other sort of celebration. And if you hear them partying, it should pain us. And we should think of the Chorban in Yerushalayim and Davin Ta'akadosh Baruch Hu about it. He says it's even also to go on a, on a hunting party with Jews. Because that's considered Moshev Leitzim. It's frivolity. The Meshavura uh, includes going to the opera or a dance performance, even if it's performed by Jews. Any type of Simcha is Osir unless it is the Simcha of Chosen and Kala. There you could have music, singing and dancing, but even there the Simcha should not be too extreme. And it's Osir for a person to. The Yamale Schoik Piv in this world to fill his mouth with laughter, to just laugh unrestrained, even by Simcha Shal Mitzvah, because the Pasuk says, Oz Yamale Schoik Pinu. We're going to be doing that complete laughter only when Mashiach comes by the Gu'ula, but not before then. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.